I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast where we break down politics, government structure, and dive into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the U.S. territories. So get out your treaties. And let's get civical. We've missed you. What's new? What's new with you? OMG, no way. No way. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know, something similar happened to me, too. It was just the wildest thing. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I, this is an actual call and response. I love that. <laughs> so before we get started, 
on this episode, we have to do like a huge like moment of self-reflection and correction because we made a mistake. More specifically, I made Arden a made a mistake. I and but this I, is not fair because I so did not sorry. even know that this existed and you did. So I couldn't even make the mistake, but you know I would have. So we very incorrectly and horrendously said that the vice chairman of the Republican conference in the Senate, Joni Erst, wrestled pigs in her campaign act, her campaign ad. And the real the reality of it is she talks about castrating right. pigs in her campaign ad, right. which, you know, is an easy mistake to make. Listen, in my head, I was like, I know it's Joni Ernst. I yeah. know it has something to do with pigs. Yeah. And honestly, I was trying to give her like the benefit of the doubt that of, like, she was wanting to wrestle a pig. That to me is like something you might do in a state that has pigs. Totally never wrestled one. But it seems like yeah, that's a thing that could be a pastime. Fair. Yeah. No, no. She was bragging about castrating pigs, which like is a job. The Fine. literal the quote was, I'm Joni Ernst and I grew up castrating pigs. No, sorry. Castrating hogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Castrating hogs. Castrating hogs. But then it takes this giant leap mm-hmm. where she basically says, so we're going to do the same thing in Congress, which is like, we're going to castrate. We're going to castrate hogs in Congress. Like it just felt very, yeah. it was a shocking ad. It's a shocking ad. It's up on our Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Literally right now, you have to watch it because the final line of her campaign ad is quite literally, and I quote, let's make them squeal. <laughs> <laughs> that I forgot. I had forgotten about let's that Let's make them squeal. Let's make them squeal. I'm absolutely afraid of Joni Ernst. I feel like she's directly threatening the people of the other party. Like, I'm going to castrate you. I'm going to castrate you. Yes. And I'm going to make you squeal. Like, I, I. It's very, it's very aggressive. But again, we, we had to own up to this mistake yeah. because so we, it was egregious and we are so sorry. I am so sorry that I spoke out of. Out of turn. turn. You did not do Joni justice. No. Hashtag justice for Joni. <laughs> she is castrating not wrestling pigs right Mm. (laughs) i love you so much yes i am lizzie stewart and i am arden walentowski today we're talking about u.s territories yes honey Uh uh-oh it's gonna be confusing it's gonna be confusing i fully when you were like listen somebody called me yes and said we should do an episode on the u.s territories and i was like oh for sure for sure it's gonna be like that'll be easy and it was it not was not easy. It was not. This shit is mess. It's an absolute mess. And as Arden said, guys, somebody did call me. <laughs> it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Um, shout out to Andrew, who I know is listening. Yes, Andrew. He called me and was like, hey, I just don't know anything about the U.S. territories. And they seem to be a big thing right you know everything that's going on in puerto rico and everybody just i feel like no one knows right what to do with the u.s territories no. including the united states the united states right so he asked if we could do an episode about it and i said absolutely 100 percent, yes yeah and now here we are looking at the mess looking at the mess and i think this might be like our longest ever note section so many notes because it's a rabbit hole yeah. like an alice in wonderland straight up rabbit hole call me mad hatter because i'm mad it's a mess (laughs) so we're gonna define a few terms because we we absolutely must because we must 
I'm not gonna. We're not gonna be able to get through this. And by we, I mean I am not gonna be able to get through this without some definitions. Right. So the word Commonwealth appears a little bit. It is a traditional English term for a political community founded for the common good. It is also wow. what I call my bedroom. <laughs> Please step into the Commonwealth. Every time I bring a gentleman home, would you like to retire to the Commonwealth? <laughs> So it can be used in different ways. In different ways. In different but ways. It all means the same thing. Right. It's a political community founded <laughs> for the common good. Particularly in the United States, we have four. There are four states that are commonwealths. That's what? That's literally insane. It's crazy to me. Do Would they ad- identify more as a state or more as a commonwealth? Or can you be both? You can be both. Are they, they a multi-hyphenate? They are, yes. <laughs> are they, they an actor, writer, dancer, commonwealth? Is that and director. You and forgot director. director. <laughs> yes, they are. So they are commonwealths because that's how they were, like the name under which they formed themselves. Excellent. They are Kentucky, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. Yep. Okay, so there's also, there's commonwealth. There's a territory, which is an organized division of a country that is not yet admitted to the full the full rights of a state, which is basically just like there's some land and they have some rights, but not all, but not all because they're not a state and the degree to which they like the degree of rights or whatever that the people who live there enjoy depends on like which territory you're talking about and That's like insane. what we've put them through in the past. Right. <laughs> like which is what we'll be focusing on a lot today yeah. is like breaking down the different ones and who gets to do what right there's incorporated and unincorporated territory which is a territory in the u.s constitution that is only partially applied most u.s territories are unincorporated the u.s federal government makes the decision for a territory to be incorporated or unincorporated so they literally have no fucking say they're yeah i know and the u.s is just like honestly they're none of them are like (laughs) (laughs) let's just keep them all unincorporated i don't even know why this is a, a term because they're all I think all of them are unincorporated, right. like the main ones, which is incredible. But Marshall I like that they're just like half it. of the Constitution is right. going to apply to you. Right. Like just, just, just half, half just it. the top. And we're going to be kind of vague about like which parts. Yeah. And we're going to take a really long time right. to decide on anything. On anything. And also you have no like basic voice in the process. Yes. Congratulations. Welcome Congratulations. to the United States. <laughs> it is the most United Statesy thing they could I know. have done. Please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle <laughs> as we fuck you over. <laughs> It's going to be rough. It's going to be a bummer. So, what's the next term? The next term is an organized, unorganized territory, which to be an organized territory, Congress must pass an organic act. Look, my fucking milk. Are you kidding me? It's literally, they have to go to Trader Joe's and they have to be like, (laughs) am I going to get the organic kale or the not organic kale? Mm. And yeah. And yeah. I don't know why they come up with, like, the name organic does not make any sense in this. No, that is. Like how they're applying it right. to the situation. That is so stupid. But the Organic Act, I literally can't say that without laughing. The, yeah, I know. Gives the territory jurisdiction to govern its own affairs. Like, thank you. Great. Like, maybe thank or- you so much. Thank you for letting me govern me. <laughs> While Listen, also Puerto not Rico, being a part of you. Right. Puerto Rico has the right to govern its own body. It does. I love that. And you know who doesn't have the right to govern its own body? Me, a woman. A me, a woman. Love. Mm-hmm. Love. Let's pass an organic act for our bodies. <laughs> uh, maybe they mean organic. I'm just going to throw them Oh my God, please, please try to bone. tell us what they mean by organic. 
this is what I think. I feel like the organic part of it is coming from like the like the organic nature of a government that is coming from their own wishes and demands. You are pulling this out of your asshole. They literally, literally were like, "What's a word? <laughs> What's a word that we haven't used before yet?" Organic. That's that's what happened. <laughs> they flipped open the one dictionary they had <laughs> and then just like blindly put a finger to it and it's like, "Oh, we landed on the word organic. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Write it down." So those are those are the terms. Organic Act is an act of the United States Congress. It establishes a territory of the United States and specifies how it is to be governed or if there's an agency that's supposed to manage, you know, certain federal lands. Yeah. Because a lot of the times what's happened with the territories is that like we've acquired them through some kind of means and but mainly we want to use them as like place for our airplanes yeah no, <laughs> or to like yeah. expand our like the ter- like the parts of the ocean that we are allowed to use right so yeah mainly it's be- like the federal lands part is like no this is our war place this is where we build military bases mm-hmm. and hang out and hang out yeah i love i love right i mean wow <laughs> so like what does it mean to be a u.s territory <laughs> i will literally tell you oh my god tell it means so many different things it is a partially self-governing piece of land under the authority of the U.S. government. So it's like it's half like making its own decisions. It's like a teenager. Right. It's like a teenager who's just gotten its driver's license mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, I can drive to places. And like there's a little bit of trust between my parents and I. And like right. if I'm going to like actually go to the places I'm telling them I'm going in in my car. Right. But also like I still live at home. Like right. I still have to be home at a certain time. Right. So I have my own autonomy, but I also live with my parents. So that's what it means to be a U.S. territory. You're so good at Thank the analogy. Thank you so much. That's great. The U.S. territories are not states, but they do have representation in Congress. And we will get into this right here, right now, because it's actually <laughs> so messed up. It's so messed up. So each territory is allowed to send a delegate to the House of Reps. So they have representation in there. However, they're not allowed a vote in the House of Reps. Like, right. Not like that. They can be there. So great. But they cannot like they can they can introduce legislation, but right. they cannot vote. So it's like it makes no sense to me. You can be a teenager at the Thanksgiving Day table mm-hmm. with the wine, but yes. you cannot partake of the drink. You can't drink the wine. You can pour the wine right. for other people. Right. But you cannot drink the wine. Because I think they can serve on committees, right? So they can be yes. like, we have we're having input. We have opinions. I am yes, pouring yes, yes. wine. Yes, let me open another bottle. But at the end of the day, but they it cannot really doesn't matter. Right. All of the territories except for American Samoa are considered organized and we'll get into that more. But the American Samoans, unlike the rest of the like the main territories, are considered U.S. nationals and not U.S. citizens because they're unorganized like me. I feel like if you, if we had to determine citizenship based on if you're organized or unorganized, we would have so many less citizens in this country. But yeah, which is also super fucked up. And we can like totally get into that later. But I just had to point it out here that what's the difference between a national and a citizen we've talked about. Right. We don't know. We don't know. Other things about territories, because they're partially <laughs> part of the United States. hands have gone to her face. <laughs> No, but this is, I can't even say this out loud. Because they're partially part of the United States, they can vote in primary elections for the president. The mm-hmm. citizen, citizens can vote in the primary elections for the president, but they cannot vote in the general elections for president. 
So uh, as far as representation in Congress, they have five delegates and one resident commissioner to serve as the non-voting member of the House, although they can vote in committees. Mm -hmm. And they have no representation in the Senate. None. None. They're not even like, they don't even like sometimes come in. No. They're not like a, they're not even a step parent. No. You know? They don't get to like watch from the gallery. No, no. There's they no observation. No, deck. There's nobody there. They have they have no voice. Wow. Yeah. So that's like what they're allowed to do within us, right? So there have been. Are you shocked? Supreme Court cases that have talked about this. I mean, I literally we haven't talked about the Supreme Court in at least two episodes, and I'm <laughs> not ready to go back. What have they been up to? They have been up to some things. So there are like sets of court cases mm. that talk about how we're supposed to deal with the territories. Great. They're called the insular cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad name. Bad name. Not really sure what that means, insular cases. But they, depending on like how, like which, you know, writer you go by, there's anywhere from like three to like six or something like that. So we're going to talk about the kind of most important ones it started so like the we started kind of acquiring these territories that are like in the you know the big water as trump would say the big yes, ocean the big ones yes as opposed to like in territories that were like inside our continental u.s and right, we that were near that were like <laughs> right and we're going to talk about like the different ways that like like why we used to have territories that are now states and the states that we know them as as they are now and why the territories that are like that we think of as territories today, which is like Puerto Rico and the Northern Mariana Islands and um, American Samoa, American Samoa. Yeah. Virgin Islands, Virgin Islands, that why we treat them a little bit differently and a, or not a little bit. We treat them very differently than the territories that are used to the states that we have that used to be territories. And a lot of it has to do with like the timing of when these things happen. So it all happened right after the Spanish American war as it pertains to like the Island territories. And they didn't really know what to do with these, with the people in the new territories <laughs> because they had like acquired them right through war. And so it wasn't like westward expansion. And we were like just on mass, like moving West across. I mean, right. like we fought wars on that land land on the continental u.s but it wasn't like this huge like manifest destiny Love experience manifest of like moving destiny. westward this was like we won them we won them in a war what do we do with these people because should they have full citizenship or not right I love the um, hard-hitting questions right are people people are people people <laughs> you tell me are people people john john I... john and samuel <laughs> i hate us turn of the century yeah we're the actual we were the worst, worst. So that so the question was, should they have full citizenship or not? The other kind of countries around the world were also like kind of like starting to acquire islands that were near them because as technology got better and we got better at fighting wars as opposed to just being like, everybody line up. Let's and just take your shoot. <laughs> Whoever is left standing at the end, just literally slaughter. Right. <laughs> All right. We're out of we're out of the gunpowder. Get the swords. Get the swords. Does anybody have any cannons left? Um, so they so, got better at so like, fighting as, wars. Yeah. As technology advanced, basically countries around the world were like, we have navies now that are not just like. <laughs> we can go to sea. <laughs> we can go to sea. <laughs> we can take this show on the road. <laughs> Let's hit the water. Let's hit the water. And it was more. And and so because everybody went, you know, took to the sea, you needed to have. They didn't quite have the technology to be like. 
okay, here is our mainland and there is our opponent's mainland. And we would like to have middle land right. as like a touch point, right? Like we need to refuel or yeah. something or like whatever they have, do with we the need ships. a bathroom a pit stop we do need a ba- i would they don't have bathrooms on ships i think well you know i think they do they do on the intrepid yes yeah which they certainly <laughs> had in the turn of the century <laughs> wasn't that place? 1862 that the intrepid <laughs> but they like they needed also like bases so that they could instead of like departing planes from the mainland and oh, going totally. overseas like they wanted islands in the water so that they could launch from there right because a shorter about distance it, they, and they blah, had blah, blah. like this was like they're just starting to fly right. like airplanes right. in war and right. these airplanes like May- maybe work six <laughs> percent of the time so they're like the chances of you making it to you know wherever you're trying to fight from the united states proper is actually zero percent let's try to let's give you let's shoot you off right like at least sixty miles closer than you know, <laughs> right? So the chances that you survive are now at a six percent, right? And also, I think there's something to be said for like not for the U.S. not wanting to have those launching like capabilities from their homeland, like from their homeland territory of like, like let's launch these planes out of New York. Like that sounds kind of crazy, right? Like let's launch it's them. It's what, yeah. So. Because of the way that we treated the territories, the island territories, and the fact that we treated them differently from our territories that then became states, the Supreme Court decided that they were going to make some decisions about like how we should handle. <laughs> They're like, okay, we got to we got to make we got to crack down on this. We've got to make some decisions on this. <laughs> We've got to say something We've about. Literally got to step in. People are having feelings. Um, what did they say? So in Delima versus Bidwell, the court struck down a duty on goods imported from Puerto Rico into New York after the Treaty of Paris. And the court held that after the ratification of the treaty with Spain, Puerto Rico became a territory of the United States, although not an organized territory in the technical sense of the word. Thus, it was not foreign. And that is from the Yale Law and Policy Review. I because they're they're basically like, OK. They are, we're officially saying that they are a territory with us. Right. However, they're not organized, but they're also not foreign. Right. And I'm like, that could not be more unclear as to what they are. Right. I'm not I quite- feel like all we've established is that they're not foreign. Right, right, right. They're like, it's it's us, it's ours now, but it's like a property we own. Yeah. It's it's us, it's, but it's, it's, our it's our not lake house. us. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like this, this is, is the vacation home. This is state. Aspen. Right. And so that was the first time that like a precedent was sent about like, what do we, what do we do with these island mm-hmm. territories? Like how are, what, how do they relate to us as a nation? Right. And then in Downs versus Bidwell in 1901, they basically said that the court case basically censored on a question of, again, I'm quoting, oh no, this is Doug Mack from Slate. The Downs uh, versus Bidwell case centered on a question of whether shipments from Puerto Rico to New York were interstate or international love it's like you tell me you tell me honey what are we and they established a new hierarchy of territories oh my god they were now either incorporated with the United States or unincorporated with only the former meaning incorporated incorporated, having the full protections of the constitution The court reasoned that Puerto Rico and the other new territories were inhabited by alien races. Love them. 
So governing them according to Anglo-Saxon principles may for a time be impossible. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the Anglo-Saxon principles and the alien principles, they're just not the same. You can't force aliens to be Anglo-Saxon the holy way. Uh, This is not surprising to me literally at all. But what I also love about this is basically the territories are fully always trying to be like what it, like define our relationship right what it, what are we yeah. are we in a relationship or are we just like kind of sleeping together sometimes right what are we are we friends with benefits are what we, is are happening we right now these yes or no and the supreme court is like okay great i'll answer your question by adding more terms to what we could be right but i'm still not defining if we're in a relationship or not right right, right. it's like we are but like you're incorporated and they're like what does that mean does that's that a mean? new term right. and they're like you can have the constitution but you're not a state. But you're not a state. And you can only have part of the Constitution. Yeah. Also, like, the guy who uh, who said this, whose name I will not say a lot. I mean, he's like, he was a Supreme Court judge. I'm not saying it partly because I didn't write it down. But partly because he's also, like, a huge fucking racist. Because what he said about, like, governing <laughs> governing alien races under Anglos. I mean, it's like, impossible. It, right. They don't get how we do things, which is the correct way. Right. And the only way. And the only way. And they do things the wrong way. The wrong way. Exactly. With their culture and their traditions <laughs> and their, you know, their their love of the land. Right. We don't love the land. No. That love. should be our new slogan. United States of America, we don't love the land. <laughs> we don't love the land. This was also the same court, are you surprised, that decided Plessy versus Ferguson in 1896, which was the whole like separate but equal Love. Like you can have separate schools as long as they're equal. Right. Because they're all, I mean, you know, right. again, yeah. how can we possibly try to have, how can we possibly rule this country other than Anglo-Saxon right. principles? Like, how can we possibly? It's possible. It it's impossible. It it's an impossibility. Literally. Right. They were so brave back then. I know. To just, because really they just were like, to look, say their racism just to outright. Say, hey guys, I'm racist. I'm racist. Yes, I, I like, love it. Yeah. Not all of the justices were racist assholes. There was a Justice Harlan who dissented in this opinion. Yes, they did. What did he say? And he said, in my judgment. Ah! I know, right? Yes. In my judgment. Go in. If I mistake not. If I mistake not. Uh, the Constitution does not sustain any such theory of our governmental system, whether a particular race will or will not assimilate with our people, and whether they can or cannot with safety to our institution be brought in brought within the operation of the Constitution. So he's like, oh, is a matter to be thought of when it is proposed to acquire their territory by treaty. So like he's basically saying, like, like there's nothing in this Constitution. There's literally nothing work in this of Constitution that says about this. Yeah. Anything about assimil- assimilation. So why are you assuming? That you know what they say assimilate. about people who assume it makes an ass out of you and me. That's right. Well, Judge Harlan was having justice. Sorry. was having none, none of, of that. Shout out to Justice Harlan. Right. Thank you for dissenting in this. Because it's actually true when you think about it. I mean, our founding is so incredibly based on systematic racism that it's insane. Mm-hmm. But it is true that when you look at the Constitution, it's just like the only I mean, it does say all men are created equal. So there is like the men part of it. Right. But it's actually not white. It's not like um, written down that like only white free men, you know what I mean? Right, it's right, just right. like everybody's assuming right. because we're the only people who are making these decisions right, right, right. that these are, you know, we're the only people who get the constitution, right. but they never put the pen to parchment. Cause again, that's not what they did. No. So I love how justice uh, Harlan is just like, they didn't write it down. Right. 
Therefore, we cannot assume. We cannot assume. Because they did not put pen to parchment. Right. As is their custom. And thank God they didn't. And then he goes on to say, a mistake in the acquisition of territory, although such acquisition seemed at the time to be necessary, cannot be made, cannot be made the ground. He's saying like cannot be the cause for violating the Constitution or refusing to give full effect to its provisions. Yes. The Constitution is not to be obeyed or disobeyed as the circumstance of as the circumstances of a particular crisis in our history may suggest the one or the other course to be pursued. Meaning, bitches, you cannot pick and choose. You cannot pick and choose. You have to take the full Constitution Mm -hmm. as it is. And you cannot be like, "Mm, I think this is what it maybe means. It's like, no, 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 honey. Look at the pen to parchment. Right. It's not there. It's not there. You don't get to choose it. Nope. You can't be like, oh, these people won't understand the Constitution. They just can't understand words. I know. They're not normal words to them. I How know. Can we They're them? Anglo-Saxon words. Um, yeah, so that was Justice Harlan. He was like- Shout out to Justice Harlan. Stop it right now. Literally an ally. Yeah. So the third court case we're going to talk about is- Hughes? Hughes? Yeah, Hughes. H-U-U-S. Hughes. Hughes. Versus New York and Puerto Rico Steamship Company. Bless. And the court unanimously ruled that a vessel entering the port of New York from Puerto Rico did not have to pay pilotage fees because it was not engaged in foreign trade. Also, this is again from Yale Law and Policy Review. But basically, this court case was like, again, saying Puerto Rico is not foreign. It's not foreign. But it's not I don't domestic. Know how many times we have to tell you? Yeah, it is not. We've just we've like only established that they're not that they're foreign. not foreign. Look, if we can say anything about Puerto Rico, they're not foreign. What else are they? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> In dire need of help. Couldn't and money. say. Right. Could did not say. Right. So those are the three. There are other court cases that we could talk about. Those are the three main ones that have basically been used as like pillars of like, what What is is a territory? territory? And then everything else as it pertains to like, well, we can talk about how um, territories become states (gasps) and why. And why? And why like Puerto Rico at all have not yet. Yeah. So all current U.S. states have been admitted under Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Let's pull it out. Oh my God, read it. I'm going to read it. What this article slash section says is, New states may be admitted by the Congress into this union, but no new states shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state, nor any other state be formed by the junction of the two... Of two or more states or parts of states without the consent and legislatures of the states concerned as well as of the Congress. Your Australian accent. I fucking committed to that. Thank you so much for saying that. that. I needed that. What? That's that was the most confusing section of the (laughs) Constitution we've ever read because it's like this to this, then this to this, but not this and this and this and this. It's like, (laughs) and basically, it's all like. But really, it just matters what Congress says. Like that's it's like, yeah, like it's all like it's they're saying. like, I want to be a state, and Congress has to be like, sure, you're a state, right? That's that's how you become a state, right? I mean, there's there's more requirements, but that's that's the that's what's in the Constitution, right? That's the very vague. Again, I love because this is this is again our founding fathers being like, there's nobody who's gonna want to join this. <laughs> But we have to put something down. So let's just make it like, yeah, if they want to, then they can come to Congress and we'll say something about it. And that's it. Because you're like, nobody wants this. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to want in on this. this. And now we have this really vague constitutional section 
where I don't even know how you become a state based right. on what we just read. What else made it super kind of clarified this constitutional yeah. moment was something called the Northwest Ordinance of 1787. Oh, we all know it. Too. It's oh. going to be racist. Look. Guys, we know we were all there. 1787. Remember? Okay. It's like two years after Shahamanana. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Uh, right. Of Massachusetts. Right. I know. I remember. I was there. Uh, but just not allowed to participate or speak or read. <laughs> so the Northwest <laughs> Ordinance of 1787. This is this is what it says. <clears throat> a three-stage method for omitting a new state to the union with a congressionally appointed governor, secretary, and three judges to rule in the first phase. So that's number one. An elected assembly and one non-voting delegate to Congress to be elected in the second phase when the population of the territory reached, and I quote, <laughs> 5,000 free Male inhabitants of full age. Fuck you. So in the second phase, in order for the second phase to happen, there have to be at least 5,000 free male inhabitants of full age. Imagine if there's just like 15,000 women that they're just like not, like not acknowledging. Right. 5,000 free male inhabitants. This is is pen to parchment, 5,000 free male inhabitants of full age. This was, they were serious about Also, what's full age? They die at 20. Like, I don't know what full age, 16 maybe? Maybe. I have no idea. Like, can you hold a musket? Great. Yeah, you tell me. If you can hold a sword, you're done. You're done. So the second phase, the second phase happens after 5,000 free male inhabitants of full age are in the state. And then finally, a state constitution to be drafted and membership to the union to be requested in the third phase when the population reached 60,000 free male inhabitants with uh, full age. (laughs) And then a bill of rights protecting religious freedom, uh, the writ to rebuke. The writ, the right. Oh my God, the right to a writ of habeas corpus, the benefit of trial by jury, and other individual rights. In addition to the ordinance, encouraged education and forbade slavery. So this is a crock of just contradiction. This is where they're literally like, okay, great. In order to even be considered a state, you have to. We are only counting the men. Right. You cannot have slavery, which I'm blessed. Right. But it only the men count. Right. Right. So that's the Northwest Ordinance. That's how, like, in the Northwest Territory, that's how they admitted states to the Union. These were, like, it was partly them trying to solve the, like, slavery question of, like, we'll admit these states to balance out the slave states. And now, like, the people in the North will be happy because the states will be in the northern part of the country and the people in the South can continue to own people. But now we've, like, put a, like... Hello Kitty Band-Aid on this situation. On the situation that's going to come back and kill half, and of, kill our half of our population. Congress obviously is the the, or, the organization. Congress, Congress has is the organization. Char- <laughs> we all know it. They are organized. They are organized. <laughs> they have charge over admittance of other states to the union. The Congress shall have power to dispose of and make all needful rules and regulations respecting the territory or other property belonging to the United States. And nothing in this constitution shall be so construed as to prejudice any claims of the United States or any of, or of any particular state, which is basically just saying like the constitution Congress has, that's who has to deal with the territories. Yes. It's Congress. They have to deal with it. They have to deal with it. They simply must. Right. They won't, but they must. They won't, but they must. And because we like, we used to do, we used to admit states to the union through something like the Northwest ordinance. Yeah. 
Well, we don't do that anymore. No. We and also that literally was like a particular <laughs> Yeah. That was like a particular piece of legislation that applied to particular land. Yeah. And we don't have that same type of thing for our current territories. And so basically like their only recourse is to be like, hi, Congress, like we'd really like to be a state. Yeah. Help a girl out. Oh, my God. They're literally like, hey, I want to be with you. Right. I want to be in this relationship and you just have to let me in. Yeah. You keep putting walls up. <laughs> you keep putting walls up and not letting me in. And I just want you to know that I'm here. I'm committed to this relationship. Please be my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's it. I've never given that speech before in my life. <laughs> it feels like so fresh. Yeah, it feels so fresh, so real. I would never um, ask somebody to be my boyfriend. Right. But this is why Puerto Rico has had multiple non-binding referendums mm. on statehood because oh. they're like, <laughs> it makes it more sad. They're literally please. like, okay, I'll prove to you. I'll prove to you that I want to be a state. Look, uh, look at all the people who want to be your boyfriend. Like, please. Yeah. Uh, like, look at the Christmas gifts I bought you. Look, I am so thoughtful. I'm trying. Puerto Rico's putting in the effort in a way that we don't deserve. We don't deserve Puerto Rico. They're literally just like, they're just showing up every time. They're just, they keep showing up for us and we're not showing up for them. We just keep being like, no, Puerto Rico, I'm not ready to commit to you because I'm afraid. I'm afraid because I've been hurt before. Yeah. I've been hurt before so I'm not ready to commit. <laughs> I just feel so bad for Puerto Rico. They deserve better. Go, go to, go to the Europe. Go find somebody in Europe. I, I like we've done, and not even just like with this recent stuff with the hurricane. It's just we've historically been so bad to Puerto Rico, yeah. and pretty much all the territories, but specifically Puerto Rico, who really have gotten they've gotten their shit together, yeah. and they've done everything that we've asked them to do, and we just won't. Do it. We won't commit to them yeah. because we're assholes. Because we're like, well, we would have to add people. We would have to, to do legislation. We'd have to have, we'd have to change all the Ugh. shitty things that we do in order right. to accommodate you. Because but we took over you right. and we use you for military purposes and we use you for like everything else. Yeah. So I listen, Puerto Rico, call me. I, just, I I'm on your side. She is. I am is. literally on your side. So they've had like I said, multiple state referendums for statehood, which have passed. Of they course they have. Passed. Of course they have. They're committed. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if this is possible, but go, like, I, I want to release Puerto Rico so they can be their own country. Oh. You I know? Mean, right. I like, I don't know, know if that's what that. they want, but I feel like we, I feel like they will thrive so much more. Or just have no money. Or just have no money. I don't know. I don't know what. I yeah. mean, right now, this is like not the time for them to like be their own <laughs> Go country. It alone. Um, although we're not offering aid to Puerto Rico in a way that's like, like Real. what we've done to Puerto Rico and the fact that they actually literally quite specifically belong to us and we have continually refused to offer them adequate aid for Hurricane Maria is like an absolute human rights violation. Like it's a complete abuse of um, yeah. our power and it's a complete abuse of our relationship with Puerto Rico. Right. So that's why I'm like looking at them and being like, I wish that there was a way to like send them on their way because it just feels like we're not going to do it. We're not going to step up to the plate yeah, because and if do we, what we're supposed to do and do what we should do because right. Puerto Rico should be a state because it's been like it's gotten its shit together yeah. in all of the guidelines. Right. And the only reason that we're like, no, let's not do it is because it's too much work on our part to like revisit all of yeah. these archaic things that yeah. are centered around statehood. Cause it, oh, right. Cause it opens us up to the other, like it's not just about each individual territory. It's about the whole picture. Cause right. if you start talking about Puerto Rican statehood, it opens you up to like, 
we have to change all of these other things. And then when you talk about the electoral college, it's like, then it's like, well, we're changing it. We might as well just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Cause it doesn't work. Right. It's absolutely it's idiotic. Absolutely so that's kind of like where Puerto Rico is as, uh, we, like I said, we did have, uh, we have States that used to be territories. We do. And yeah. And they were like, any of that weren't the original 13 were at one point like territories. Hawaii was U.S. territory. They've they were a U.S. territory since 1898, the same time that like Puerto Rico was a territory. Yeah. So it's interesting that it's interesting. They just literally like it's so set. Like Puerto Rico was first runner up, right, in the U.S. beauty pageant, and then we hit five zero, right, which is a very solid round number. Right. <laughs> what are we going to be? Fifty one states. That is uh, anathema. Absolutely not. Marie Kondo would not approve. We'd have to start another line of the stars, right. and it would just be one, right? Which looks silly. It's well, ugly. I don't like that. Yeah. So therefore, let's just like screw it's over an not. entire population of people, right? So they became Hawaii became the fiftieth fiftieth state in the union on in August of nineteen fifty nine. Following a referendum in Hawaii, which more than 93% of the voters approved the the proposition for the territory to be admitted as a state. This is also where I think, like, Hawaii was probably so valuable in, like, a post... First of all, they have been bombed at this point, right? Like, Yeah, Pearl Harbor has happened. Yeah, Pearl Harbor has happened 18 years ago, and I think it was, like, it's so... I think it's literally so far out in the ocean that the people in Congress were like, you know what? We need like a we need a point a beacon of light out there. Yeah. We need a point touch. Well, base yeah, I think it just became so between like us and like like the Iron Curtain that is going to come up. You yeah, know, like all of that. Well, and it just I mean, you're it became a state in 1959 following the Second World War, where it had proven now through two world wars yeah. how integral like having like a full ass yeah. military base in Hawaii is. Yep. Because it was a huge, huge, like yeah. Pearl Harbor was an enormous base, but like the amount that they used Hawaii during the world war, what it was integral. Right. So they're probably like, yeah, let's fucking Not get this dog. sucker in. Yep. And it's literally just about the placement of it yeah. because, you know, it was easy to get from there to, like you said, yeah. the iron current that's popping up on the other side of the world, whereas yeah. like Puerto Rico, its placement is not as useful. Right, right, right. Because it's basically like just us on that side. I mean, yeah. it's like Europe and stuff, but not like. Not the actual not the people act- that right. were fighting. Right. You know, because we thought that like Germany and J- Japanese and the Soviet Union were right. going to be our enemies until the end of time. Right. So let's put something in between us and them. And that's Hawaii, not right. Puerto Rico. Right. So Alaska then also became a state right around the time in 1958. They followed a similar process and they passed the Alaska, the Alaska Statehood Act. Cute. In 1958. Fun fact about my own home state. Tell me. Ohio was retroactively added as a state in 1953 because it was never admitted to the Union during the early 1800s. Like, they forgot. Do you, they, they forgot. They literally forgot. They were wonder? like, put this down as a to-do list, and the to-do list got lost. And then, like, 70 years later, they're like, oh, shit! Ohio! It's like, I don't feel bad having to, like, all of the emails that I've, like, air quote, forgotten to send. Yes, imagine. Just, like, way down on my to-do list. And I'm like, yeah, at least I never forgot to admit a state to the union. Like, there, I love that so much. Right. More, shout out to Ohio for just hanging in there. Like, eight, 1950 fucking three. That's Like, there are Ohioans that went to war and died, and their state wasn't even a part like, of the yeah. union. Oh, I know. I just went real dark, but like, no, but it's true. They not only went, they went through 
like 19 wars. Right. Because they were, if they were supposed to be in the, uh, if they were supposed to become a state in the early 1800s in that sort of pocket of area, yeah. then that means that they went through the Civil War. Yeah. That means that they went through like the Spanish-American War. Yeah. That means they went through the War of 1812. Yeah. They went through World War One. Yeah. They went through World War Two, and we're just like about to start the Cold War and they're like, no, no more. No more. We're not doing one more war. Until you are in. I will not be used I draw like the line. I draw it. She's the silliest thing. She did. I drew the line. Good for Ohio for sticking up for yourself and being like, absolutely not. I forget the name absolutely of the congressperson who was like, uh, point of order. Uh, literally, <laughs> can we, I call, may I bring to the table? <laughs> the fact that my state is not a state just goes to show you that if you really wanted to make the territory states, it could happen. If you can retroactively like make a state a state. Oh, it could totally happen. There's there, a process. There's a process. There are things we can do. Part of the reason it was overlooked was because that there was no process for admitting new states at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like this little like kind of blip. It was like every time and, something popped up, we were like, oh, shit. shit. Uh, yeah, let's do it uh, this way. And we'll call it the uh, Alaskan Act. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. But my boom. Oh, the Hawaii one? Oh, shit. Okay, uh, let's do it this way, and we'll call it the uh, Hawaii Act. Yep, just add them in. Add them in. So Puerto Rico, that's all to say. That was a little bit of a roundabout way to say Puerto Rico is trying super hard. Trying very hard, and we don't deserve them. And we don't deserve them. Our most two most recent additions as states like did the same exact thing that Puerto Rico has done, and we are giving Puerto Rico no chance in hell of becoming a state anytime soon. And poor little bastard Ohio is just like was hanging out there for 150 years. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about Puerto Rico because they're very pro like they're relevant, they're prevalent right yeah. now and what's going on, they're a hot topic. But there are four other main territories where like people live and they work and they organize and they have representation in Congress that they can't vote on. Right. And so those are, the first one is American Samoa. Uh They're a little unique because they're unincorporated, which most of, or I think all of these are. Yep, they're all unincorporated. So American Samoa is unincorporated, but they're also considered unorganized. And they're the only one of the main five that are considered unorganized. Because literally the only reason being is that the U.S. has not passed the Organic Act for this. For this one particular territory. territory. Yep. That's that is they why. were like the organic act applies to, to they have to the do it other, for each. Oh, they have to do it for each. For each one. Yeah. They have to <gasps> they have to pass an organic act for this thing. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So they literally just have not done that. So American Samoas are they're they're the ones who are considered na- um uh US, US nationals, nationals as opposed to US citizens because oh, they're God, unorganized. Man. But there's fifty five thousand American Samoans living in American Samoa. It is absolutely crazy. Our name is literally in their name. American like, Samoa. Just... It is a slap in the face. The American <sighs> Samoas are not American. They so became, offensive. we obtained American Samoa from Germany in 1899. We all knew that. Mm-hmm. And they've been in our possession ever since. So they've been in our possession for over 100 years. Right. And we have not organized them. Can we just pass the act? Like, I what just happens? literally, literally, I this is the one thing that I don't understand. Like, I think it's stupid that we haven't given Puerto Rico like a full voice at like any of these territories that have been around for a while. Yeah. Like, because it's stupid for reasons that we haven't. Like, we should be revisiting things anyway, right? But this is so simple. 
very simple. This is like bring this up in Congress. Literally nothing else changes except like it's going to be annoying to like retype all of the IRS sheets. And like anytime there's some kind of federal forum and you have to check if you're American Samoan, like, right. It would just be like, are you a U.S. citizen? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they literally have to be like, no, I'm American Samoan. They're like, cool. It's the same thing. Come on in. You know (laughs) what? Right. It like literally doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. It's so dumb. so stupid. Shout out to American Samoa. Stay in the game. Yep. Or don't. Like, get out. Like, I just feel like all the territories, we're not, you don't, we don't deserve you. (laughs) You know? Like, I get that we, like, you probably depend on us for a lot of stuff. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I literally want you to break up with us because we literally suck. Right. I also love that this was a German territory. Like, yes. That is like a laughable concept. Yes. Right you know now. the Germans, the seaworthy Germans. They're just <laughs> conquering all the islands. Yeah we, yeah. we we got it from Germany. Wow. And then there's Guam. Love her. Heard of her. She is unincorporated yet organized. Mm-hmm. Att- obtained by the U.S. in the Treaty of Paris that ended the Spanish-American War of 1898. She is home to a large network of U.S. military bases. Mm-hmm. And they have a governmental structure that matches uh, that of Puerto Rico. They have a unicameral legislation. That was what I found very exciting. I like that. Because you her. don't see unicameral a, a whole bunch. No. Everybody loves a bicameral. hmm but Guam has a unicameral. But yeah, that literally, I was researching Guam and it was like, we use you for military operations. Yeah. So blatantly. That's yeah. why we have Guam. They're like, just so we can put the military there. Yep. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Shout out to Guam. The next one is the Northern Mariana Islands. They are unincorporated and organized. They were obtained after the Second World War in the Trust Treaty of the Pacific Island Agreement with the UN, which was basically just a thing where the UN was like, "Okay, we've all had a we've all had a really big fight, right?" And some of these countries, Germany, Japan, maybe the Soviet Union, like have ha, like got islands, and now they don't get them anymore because right. they lost the war and tried right. to kill half of the population. So the UN was basically like, okay, who's getting what? Right. Who's getting what? So we got the Northern Mariana Islands out of that. Yep. And it's a self-governing commonwealth where the U.S. president (laughs) is the head of state. The governor is the head of the government. And it has a bicameral legislature. The U.S. president is head of state. Head of state of the commonwealth. That's so interesting. It's head of state of the commonwealth. Okay, okay, okay. The U.S. president is the head of state, but they cannot vote for the president in the general election. It doesn't make any sense. That's so funny. doesn't make any sense. Northern Mariana Islands, call me. Break up with us. Break up with us. Puerto Rico, which we've talked about, they are the fourth one. They are unincorporated and organized. Like we said, they've been around since 1898 after the Spanish-American War. They are a commonwealth. They have their own constitution and their own governor. They can do it all. I'm like, you guys have everything. Go. Yeah. I think they. the only reason that they say, I mean, they don't, I don't know how much of an economy they oh, have. Oh, probably. No, it's, like, it I, has, it's totally to do with money. I yeah. completely understand. I just like, I want, I want them to have a better life. Right than what we're giving them. They only pay federal income tax on work done within the United States. They pay into Social Security and have access to Medicare and Medicaid, but not some of the other government programs. Great. They do not have a vote in the U.S. Congress like we've talked about. And honestly, their person is called, it's not even a delegate. Like everybody else is called a delegate to the U- to the Congress. Mm-hmm. And theirs is like a resident yeah. commissioner. Yeah. And I was like, 
What does that fuck mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I'm resident commissioner, you know. different? La- no. <laughs> it's just a different name. It's just a different name. Okay, great. They are natural born U.S. citizens and a million more Puerto Ricans who, oh, there are a million more Puerto Ricans who live in the mainland United States than live in Puerto Rico. So they've like, they've left Puerto Rico and yeah. now they live like in Florida. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Love Puerto Rico. The last one is the U.S. Virgin Islands. They are also unincorporated and organized. So they were purchased. That's so crazy. Yeah. They were purchased in 1917 for $25 million in the Treaty of the Danish West Indies. So basically we what? We, we got with Denmark and we were like, let's make a treaty. And part of that was like, if we give you $25, will you give us the U.S. Virgin Islands? And they said, hell yeah. Yeah. The president who purchased this was none other than enemy of the show, Woodrow Wilson. So once again, while he was not preventing the Second World War, he was out there buying islands. Fucking love him. Love him. Love to hate him. Shout out to Woodrow Wilson. Oh, wet blanket. my God. This was, rat- okay, this is also, it's absolutely hysterical. So this whole exchange was ratified in like money's exchange. This right. is official. Five days before we declare war on Germany for World War One. What was Woodrow doing that week? I don't understand why he wanted the U.S. Virgin Islands. I don't know. Probably for military. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I can't get. I can't get inside Woodrow's head. No, I can't get inside there. I think it's I don't dark know what he in was there. Doing. He was literally. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared, and I've cried all day. I just. I'm writing in my journal, and then somebody's like, "Maybe we should buy a, an island," and he's like, "Yeah, great Let's idea." You know, I mean, it's like I'm ugh, not a fan of Woodrow Wilson. That is crazy and yeah i love that the other ones this is the only one that we bought we did buy the other ones were like we won them also it's like like be a better businessman we need 25 million dollars look at all your predecessors who have obtained right through treaties be better woodrow be better (laughs) do better because if melania can i think he should have be best be best best anyways so Woodrow Wilson oversaw all of this and That's was so part of why weird. we have the US Virgin Islands right this is the other thing this is the other thing that I can't get over okay so we're five days away from declaring war from Germany right, right. which means we know that Germany's up to some shady shit right which means that they're over there they're they're shooting people and they're being all weird we know that we're aware of that because right. it's not like this was an impulse decision right no no we, no we have like thought about this hopefully right so this at, this means that we know that we're probably about to enter a war with Germany Germany. Right. And we're like, let's blow $25 million on the U.S. Virgin Islands right before we start a world war. Do you know what this sounds like? What? Bad? Bad. Money? Bad, bad decision. Bad with money? But also- An impulse buy? The guy, the fire festival dude. Oh my God. Woodrow Wilson is the jaw rule of 1917. (laughs) You said it. You know, ja Rule also would not have prevented the Second World War. There is no way oh he would have been like, God. I too was bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> Which is direct quote what Woodrow Wilson said when Hitler was like, actually, I'm a Nazi. Woodrow's like, no, it's all this coming. Um, there are outlying island territories, which are all unincorporated and unorganized. But they are Baker Island, Howland Island, Jarvis Island, Johnston Island, Kingman Reef, Navassa Island. Palmyra Atoll and Wake Island. Yes. These are just little like this again. I'm like, these are just like 
Little babies. These are just baby like pieces of land that we're like, right. maybe we'll do something with it later. Right. Amazing. And then there's the Marshall Islands. And then last but certainly not least, the Marshall Islands, which has had a very interesting trajectory because they were a U.S. territory acquired mm-hmm. by Japan after the Second World War. So, like, if you lose the Second World War, we were like, Japan, you do not get islands. No. The Marshall Islands, we took them from Japan after the Second World War. And we had control of them until the 1980s. But then at that point, the Marshall Islands, see, this is what I hope Puerto Rico does. Right. The Marshall Islands and the U.S. negotiated what's called the Compact of Free Association. I love her. Which, she's cute. It basically means that the Marshall Islands live their lives independently, but the U.S. is responsible for their defense as the island. So it's this like negotiated terms of like, we are a country. We live our own life. We have our own culture. We have our own flags. We have our own government and our head of government. That is not the United States. We don't have um, representation in the United States, Mm -hmm. but the United States, it's like, it's like a treaty of like, if you get attacked, we will come to your defense and protect you. And because of that, the U S was allowed to conduct, you guessed it, military operations on the Marshall islands. They were a, very valuable military base because of their placement in the Pacific. This has been extremely eye-opening. And I right? just would like to thank Andrew. Andrew? Yeah. Shout um, out to Andrew for calling me about this. I hope this has been eye-opening for you as well. I hope we've offered some clarity on the territories and the BS that surrounds them. I mean, I feel like my brain has been clarified on this. I Yeah. And I am so grateful. Yeah, for my own research, but also for like for Andrew, who was like, I need, guidance. I need to know this because I mean, yeah, we don't think about. The, I mean, we've heard a lot about Puerto Rico recently, obviously, right? We, I feel like it's. I have never in my education even touched upon no. the U.S. territories in no. a real way. No, you know, we talked about how like the states became states, right? Sure, sure, and like you know, the Great Compromise or you know, all these big things, right? But we certainly never touched on, like, Puerto Rico right. or the Virgin Islands or certainly not American I, Samoa or Guam. But listen, I guarantee you most people don't even know we have territories. Yeah. So, guys, shout out to territories because we do have them yep. and we are, I would say, mistreating them. Mm-hmm. But right. we'll see you next time. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We do love you. Love um, you. And we love the territories and we hope that they will grow and thrive and succeed. And I will call Puerto Rico right now. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Great. All right. I think, yeah, I think Lynn probably has their phone number. Oh, my God. Phone number Lynn, you. Manuel, and I will get Puerto Rico yeah. off the ground for yep. sure. Great. great. For sure. Great. He would love that. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Let me tell you, if you liked what you heard today, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. We're on iTunes Podcast. We're on Spotify. Please like us, rate us, review us. We want to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to call me, you can call us at 347-509-9414. Please call me. Tell me what's going on because I don't know. We love you so much and we can't wait to have you back for next week's episode.